1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Folks, there was an article in the New York Times about the drug crisis that the city of San Francisco <clears throat> is experiencing at this port- part in to- point in time. Excuse me. They set out about uh, decriminalization of um, drugs uh, to a certain degree, not as... Much or as far-reaching as cities of Portland, Seattle, and others, but they they walk down that that uh, decriminalization path nonetheless, and it's led to a number of issues and a number of problems that they're having in the city of San Francisco. And here to talk to us about is Dr. Reginald Parquet, PhD, licensed clinical social worker, associate professor at Tulane. Doc, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Newell.
1: So, Doc, when we look at uh, this, this strategy or this path, when we're addressing decriminalization in, in the hopes of uh, less law enforcement and maybe more uh, as it relates to alternative drug treatment, um, a lot of times we find out that this strategy doesn't work very well. What are your thoughts about what was reported uh, as it relates to San Francisco?
2: Well, if uh, decriminalization is going to be a part of the uh, approach to treating and addressing this issue, particularly around fentanyl and other opioids, it it has to be done in combination with other kinds of initiatives as well. Uh, You just can't decriminalize any illicit substance and and expect to achieve hope for outcomes along with that. You have to employ uh, a series of uh, intervention, a series of policies that will, uh, in, in many ways, support the decriminalization initiatives,
1: and and obviously fund it. Right? I mean, I know we, we talk about this. We, we have the the sound bites. Uh, but do you feel like that we have a, a reluctance to actually put our money where our mouth is and actually fund these initiatives?
2: Well, we, we in, in our state, we really do. Um, we take more of a conservative approach to uh, addressing the drug problem here in, in Louisiana and, and in New Orleans particularly. Um, we don't have a sufficient enough intervention programs uh, that treat individuals who uh, have substance use issues. We also have to take more of a public health approach to addressing this problem as opposed to uh, taking a more uh, criminalization and incarceration, uh, arrest and mock them up and throw away the key approach. Uh, You know, individuals who who suffer uh, from... Uh, substance use disorders, they are human beings. And I think if we treat them and their problems uh, more as a, a health issue and a public health issue, um, I think we, we'd be in a better position to achieve the hope for outcomes that we're looking for. Um, the article you mentioned, uh, you know, they, they've tried, decriminalization and decriminalization was at the core of their approach. But, you know, they they, they need to employ other kinds of policies, uh, intervention strategies. They have to employ evidence based interventions, things that we know work uh, to help address that problem. And we have to do the same thing here locally.
1: What are your thoughts about some of the harm reduction strategies that they deployed in San Francisco? We haven't really been as much in favor here in Louisiana with injection sites and passing out straws and foil to reduce the chance of infection among uh, folks that are using fentanyl. Um, There seems to be mixed uh, feelings, reactions about whether or not there's science to support uh, that strategy and a success?
2: Well, uh, many of the opponents of the harm reduction approach believe that we are actually encouraging persons who are addicted to uh, you know engage in the pro- the practices of, of, of substance use. The reality is that harm reduction allows us to help the individual stay alive. Uh, you cannot treat a person who is dead, uh, who uh, suffers from, from uh, you know, drug abuse disorders. So we want to keep them alive. We want to do things like uh, uh, engage in safe needle exchanges uh, where we don't increase the, the possibility of, of hepatitis C and things of that nature, where we don't, uh, you know, increase you know, the potential for more HIV uh, contractions. We talk about, as part of the harm reduction process, giving uh, free condoms to individuals. Uh, We talk about having individuals uh, engage in in illicit drug use under the supervision of those who have been trained to uh, treat uh, you know, overdoses and things of that nature so that you can actually save lives. So while uh, the, 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 the approach is, is considered in some areas controversial, uh, but there, I think there's sufficient research that suggests uh, having a harm reduction approach can actually save lives, and it then allows um, the drug user the opportunity to seek Um, interventions, because they then would generally have a relationship with those individuals who are are, uh, the custodians of the the harm reduction sites and places. And, And we found, too, that if you think about what's going on in Portugal, where they had a very serious problem with overdoses, particularly around fentanyl and other opioids, Uh, They included very much this approach as a part of their uh, plan to address that problem, and and they've been very successful. Uh, And and there are other places where this approach has been successful. But as I said, you know, if you have the mindset that uh, employing a harm reduction model might increase uh, drug use, then, then, uh, you know, there might be some complications and, and obstacles to trying to implement
1: such a program these uh traditional approaches um that you know have come about over the years do they need to change or be modified when we're talking about fentanyl cartenafil i mean you know with 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 fentanyl we know that naloxone and others uh, work with some of the more enhanced opioids uh we're finding it doesn't work
2: well, that, that's true. Uh, we do know that, that Narcan or naloxone actually uh, is used in situations that where persons have have overdosed and it, it's actually saved their lives. What we do know that, uh, you know, fentanyl works by binding to the body's opioid receptors which are found in, in the areas of the brain that, that control pain and emotions. Uh, so when we spray Narcan into the nostrils of someone who has, be, has overdosed and who may have uh, stopped breathing, we know that, that fentanyl causes a depression in one's ability to breathe, and, and that's generally the uh, reason why individuals die, uh, because they stop breathing. And, and we know that uh, by employing Narcan, uh, we can save their lives. Now, we have to continue the, the, the pharmacological research so that when different versions of this substance appears, that we can respond accordingly. Oftentimes, the research is much further behind uh, what these new drugs uh, you know, can do to the body, can do to the mind. We 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 oftentimes uh, have to uh, catch up to to the new drugs, and we have to find a way to to be more reactive uh, on the front end uh, when these new drugs are, are created, and and particularly these synthetic drugs, to see how we can offset the effects of their. Uh, you know, of uh, what they do to, to the body and to the mind and to actually to the spirit and soul of individuals who, who consume these substances.
1: Doc, I know you've been in this walk of life a while and you interact with your peers like most people do in, in their occupations. Um, what are they saying? And, and do they talk about their fears?
2: Well, of course. Um, the, the, you know, we have. It's not just an an epidemic of of, uh, opioid crisis. We also have an an epidemic of fear. Uh, Many individuals in the industry, people that I work with, people that I mingle with in the streets. And I got to tell you, you have to go out there in those streets to see and learn exactly what's going on among these individuals who are consuming these substances, you know, we have to take, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of refer to it not as outreach work, but as inreach work, where we actually go into these difficult places. And a, a lot of professionals don't want to do that; they prefer to sit in in their offices and and. You know, write the articles and things of that sort, but but you have to actually go into these areas and talk to the people who are actually experiencing uh, the impact of these substances. Learn from them how it works. Learn from them how it affects them. You know, hear firsthand from the individuals who uh, are engaged in these practices, and and you know, if we're going to be effective, we we have to. No, we have to include—when we're talking about developing strategies for prevention, we actually have to include the individuals who are uh, the victims, if you will, or or the persons who are engaged in these processes, and have them a part of that conversation. They need to be at the table, too, uh, to help us craft meaningful and effective uh, interventions that will affect them.
1: No, no doubt. I mean, and it's changing so fast because even now there's these more accelerated opioids that that are much more lethal than fentanyl. You know, I mean, as as early uh, as new as fentanyl is to the market, I guess, for in, in the illicit uh, fashion, I think a lot of folks were hoping that that would be the pinnacle, right, uh, of of this lethal- lethality, but it's not. I mean, it's not you're, you're they've, they've, correct. Had, they've had two more come right after it and that's you know and it, and i don't know about you but i mean that's got to have a a send uh chills down folks spine when you think about this
2: and it does you know and as i said earlier our intervention strategies we, we don't keep pace with, with the new drugs that are being produced yeah. we have to find a better way to uh, as soon as we learn that there is new that there are new substances available we have to then be able to respond uh, to how do we we counteract that you know we're often years behind um, that particular uh, uh, situation: We 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 generally won't d- even begin to develop um, in our pharmacological processes uh, drugs that may counteract that. We're usually two years behind, and and by the time we do catch up, <laughs> as you said, new a new and more powerful drug has been developed. You no, know, these are things that are created in in in. Uh, in laboratories, yeah. you know, uh, you, you don't have to have a poppy field where you need acres and acres of uh, land to grow these poppy plants. But if you, you have the right materials, you can have a, a, um, a lab as, as large as or as small as your, your regular kitchen uh, to uh, create these new substances that are actually more powerful uh, than their predecessors.
1: Yeah, no doubt. It's going to be I you know, I don't know where this ends from from a law enforcement perspective. I'm very fearful of how quickly this advances and I'm not I'm not exactly sure the end game for the illicit drug manufacturers. And I guess that's what mystifies me and confounds me more than anything else is you know, this end game. Where does it end?
2: Well, again, the end game has to uh and incorporate a multifaceted approach. We know that, that uh, China is probably the largest exporter of, uh, of fentanyl. Uh, we know too that they're all, they also are probably the largest exporter of the uh, precursors uh, to allow people to make this drug. We have to intervene at that level. We know much of the exports. Uh, come through the drug cartels uh, in Mexico and then arrive here in the United States. So it has to, that has to be a big part of it. We have to internally address the reason and the question, the million-dollar question: Why do people use substances? Yeah, you know, and there is an explanation. We had had, had a, a study done that uh, created a colony of. of, of um, you know, and and we oftentimes use laboratory rats in research. We had a a study that was done that created an environment where these rats were giving all of the things that they needed to make them happy and satisfied. They they were afforded uh, wonderful uh, relationship opportunities with other rats rats in the lab. They were afforded uh, 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 sufficient food and nourishment to meet their, their physical needs. They were afforded uh, nourishment to meet their, their psychological needs. They were even afforded opportunities to meet, meet their sexual needs. And the key is we found that relationships and having powerful and, and meaningful relationships that helps to satisfy our, uh, our emotional, physical, social, spiritual needs, they were using less drugs than those individuals in the other uh, part of the study of the other, I said individuals, but the other uh, rats and the other part of the study, where those needs weren't weren't being met. So the people, the, the the animals that were given all of these uh, wonderful things to help meet their needs, they were also offered the opportunity to, to ingest illicit or illegal drugs. They chose not to do that, mm. as opposed to the, the other part of the study where these animals uh, did not have those needs met. So we know that, that having uh, the appropriate conditions in our environment in terms of our relationship with others and how you know we treat and react to them can make a substantial difference in one's willingness to use substances. And, and we have to create more of those environments in our communities, in our families, in our homes. Uh, to make that happen
1: well we'll continue to monitor this topic we'll love to get you back on dr reginald parquet we really appreciate you joining us on the friday before mardi gras you are a trooper doc (laughs) 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 but we appreciate your time and your insight have a great weekend
2: you do the same
1: all righty we'll be right back folks 504-260-1870 on the oakland heart jeweler's talk and text line stay with us